change into voiceover champions to... Hey everybody, this is Joshua Seth, your host for VoiceOver Champions, a show about voice acting for voice actors and fans of voice actors. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different because I'm going to disclose something kind of personal. I weighed whether or not to even record this, but part of my reason for making this podcast is to help people, whether they're professional voice actors or aspiring voice actors, know the truth about the business, what it takes to make it, to stay there, what reality is, and why. Because there's a lot of bullshit on social media and everybody wants to announce when they've got a role and when something great has happened and nobody wants to talk about the downtimes. So if you're a human being with ups and downs, and if you're a creative human being, the highs are higher and the lows are lower, that's just how we are wired, then it may seem like when you get a bit of bad news or are having a down day, that there is something wrong with you because everybody else is posting all their successes. So today we're gonna be talking about how to deal with rejection as a voice actor because I just got rejected this week by not one, not two, but three Los Angeles agencies, including one where I was represented for years, voicing dozens of cartoons, dozens of national commercials, and hundreds of promos because I was the voice of two Saturday morning programming blocks for all the shows on two different networks at various times, back when they had Saturday morning cartoons. At any rate, this is not to complain, and it's not to seek pity. I don't need it. It's not going to help anyway. It's just to disclose the reality of the journey that I'm going through as I come back into voice acting after a multi-year break. Why did I leave? Let's Tarantino this a bit, go back. Why did I leave voice acting? Because I was burned out. I was working as much as I possibly humanly could all day, every day for five or six years, multiple recording sessions, multiple auditions, back when you had to physically drive to auditions, maybe four hours a day in the car auditioning or getting to studios for gigs and then actually doing the gigs. And then I was a magician doing events at the Magic Castle or corporate events or in the Hollywood Hills for celebrities on the weekends and in the evening or flying to Vegas on the weekends to do a stage show and coming back. And after five or six years in the early 2000s, I, I just got burned out and I needed to take some time for myself. Now it's very fashionable to talk about having work-life balance and taking care of your mental and emotional health. It's always been important, but it's not always been talked about openly. It was seen as a weakness when I was coming up. Not for me, both of my parents were actually psychologists, and that is why I knew I needed to take a break, but that's why I stepped away. I needed to get out of LA. There was a day that came where I felt like I was gonna have a heart attack. I remember coming home from a recording gig and needing to change and go back out and do a live stage show that night and lying down on the cold, hard wooden floor of my home in Burbank and just not being able to get up. I, I felt pinned to the floor like a heavy weight on my chest. 
Hey, honestly, I don't like thinking about this, but again, I'm, I'm doing this because, well, <laughs> it's not nice feeling to be rejected, but maybe some good can, can come of it. So anyhow, I remember that feeling really well. I was done and I didn't know until that moment that I was done. There was nothing I could do about it. I had to make a choice before I got up off that floor which career path am I going to take, voiceovers or magic as a stage mentalist? And I felt like, well, I've already done the LA thing and been successful at it, but I've never been able to go out on tour. So I'll do that for a few years, see the world, and at any rate, it'll make me a better actor, which is true. The more of the world you see, the more you get out of your comfort zone and interact with people from different walks of life, and go places that you've never been before and eat foods that you've never tasted and, and live a life that you've never imagined, the more you can empathize with the human condition and the better an actor you become, the more capable you are of inhabiting characters that represent life journeys that are different from your own because you've decided to walk a different path. So that's what I did. I, I sold my home in Burbank and I went on tour and I was successful in that career as well by any measure. I had five TV specials in Japan and South Korea. I performed in over 40 countries. I performed at the Mandalay Bay Arena in Las Vegas. I toured to over 400 colleges, many of them repeatedly for years, did theaters, casinos, corporate events, festivals, cruise ships, comedy clubs, you name it. I did it. Everything I set out to do. And then I had kids. And I love being a father. I love being a dad. And I love being here for my kids. Now, because of remote recording, I can voice projects from home while my kids are at school. I got from 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. every day of the week, completely free to record things from home and I got the equipment. I built a great double-walled booth with a top-of-the-line Neumann TLM-103 mic. You know, all the equipment. The equipment is no good if you don't have the talent, but my resume would speak for itself, I would think, in that regard. What's the missing piece? The opportunity to audition for roles in the type of projects I'd like to do in the first place. So I've reached out through contacts that I have in the industry to agents in Los Angeles. Three of them using personal referrals from their own clients. I'm not going to say who the people are, although I thank each and every one of them for vouching for me. And I'm not going to say what the agencies are because that doesn't matter anyway. What matters is they all came back without so much as asking to listen to my demos or have a phone call or a Zoom or any level of interview. All of them came back and just said the same thing. We have enough people in his category. Now take that as you will. None of them explained what they meant by category, but I take umbrage at the very idea that any two people are alike, that any two voices are alike, that there is such a thing as a category because we don't book roles as voice actors based on the way we sound. We book them based on how well we inhabit the role. But you got to get an audition first. And for the types of work that I want to get back into doing, you need an agent and a good one who's networked in to get those auditions in the first place. So 
that's where we are right now. So how do I deal with that? Because absolutely, I've been rejected now by my old agency and two other agencies that I think are very good. Summarily rejected without even an interview or anything. How do you deal with it? Do you get upset? Do you get angry at the system? Do you get down on yourself? Something wrong with me? Or you just shrug it off and move on? I would posit the latter. <laughs> just shrug it off and move on. Because that's the business. This is the entertainment business. It is highly, highly competitive. And it is not static. One day one person is up, the next day they're down. One day you don't have any opportunities, the next day you have so many opportunities, you don't have any time. I say day, it may be months, it may be years, but if you have tenacity and you stay focused on the outcome you intend to create in your life, you'll get there. It just may not be according to the time schedule that you would like, but you'll get there. At this particular moment in time, is simply that the facts are, I've been rejected by three really good voiceover agencies in Los Angeles, not had an opportunity to even present myself to them, and uh, fuck them. There's no, there's no reason to stop. I'll just go, now, okay, move on to the fourth. If they reject me, move on to the fifth. What happens, Joshua, if you run through all the agents in Los Angeles and none of them want to represent you? Uh, start submitting to the New York agents, I guess. Start submitting directly to casting directors. That is the reality. Sometimes you have wins, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you have up days, sometimes you don't. Getting down on yourself does nobody any good. Getting angry makes no sense. You're not going to change the industry. And you can't force anybody to like you or acknowledge you or give you an opportunity. It just doesn't work that way. All you can do is believe in yourself, put one foot in front of the other, and continue making a little bit of progress toward your goals each and every day. Know what you want. Be committed to improving your skill sets, your network, your opportunities, whatever it takes to get there a little bit every day. And don't put a deadline on it. Just keep going. Anyway, that's what I intend to do because that's the only way I know how to be. Would I have preferred to just sign with my old agency and pick up where I left off? Yeah, maybe this is the price I have to pay for turning my back on Hollywood for all these years and only wanting to come back now that it's convenient for me because I can record projects from home. If that's so, so be it. If this were easy, everyone would do it. Not supposed to be easy. And I very easily could have kept this to myself because it would have been better for my public profile for people to think, oh, I'm in demand and I'm choosing not to do new things. Uh, but I don't like bullshit. And especially because I'm in a position now of teaching other voice actors through my <laughs> online workshops and this podcast, I don't want to bullshit you. I want to be honest. And at this particular moment in time, I feel a bit like the Michael Douglas character in the show, The Kaminsky Method, which if you haven't seen, it's just a great show. And the Michael Douglas character is an acting teacher and very talented, but his career is just nowhere. He's just not getting auditions. Actually, yeah, that's exactly what it is. But haha, how did that series end? Spoiler, by the way, if you're going to see it and you haven't seen it, just go la la la. How did that series end? Uh, somebody noticed him and believed in him and gave him an opportunity and he did a great job on a project and got nominated for an award and won it. 
course, that's a Hollywood ending. But then again, we are talking Hollywood, and these stories come from somewhere. May as well be mine. So yeah, I'll be the Kaminsky Method guy for a bit, and eventually I'll get dialed back into the industry and have an opportunity to start voicing projects again. And I promise you, it will be the best work of my career. Because I was a kid. I was a kid when I was doing this before. I had not lived a life yet. And no matter what happens, I now have the benefit of all those experiences, all those travels, and all that life that I've lived since I left. So, maybe not the most inspiring episode here, but it's truth. There's got to be some value to that. Next week, I'll return to our normal format of interviewing some of the top voice actors in the industry, learning from them, laughing with them, and hearing their stories of how they became successful and how you can too. And how I can, for that matter. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast and want to support it, the best way you can do that is to subscribe, give it a five-star rating and review, and share it with a friend.